Good morning, Pathway Church. How are you today? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, some of you have been fasting all week. You're ready for this week. You're like, this is it. I'm not going to gain a pound. I haven't ate all week, but next week is going to be it. Well, my name is Nate, and uh, I have the privilege and honor to serve as your next-gen pastor here at Pathway Church. And it is just a joy to be here and be together. So I'm just going to tell you all real quick, okay? So if you're a visitor, welcome. And uh, we're grateful you're here. Get settled in because today, God's word, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you I've had to live it. Now it's going to be coming out. Now you're all going to have to live with it, all right? So I can't wait. And so it's just going to be a good time. And so we're grateful. So just kind of settle in uh, today. But we're grateful you're here. If you have God's word with you or your phones or whatever it is that you use for your device, will you help me and just turn to Matthew chapter 7? We're going to jump right in and we're going to look at six verses. But really, we're going to focus on really the first five. Okay, so I want to make sure you guys know that and that you get that. And so Matthew chapter 7, we'll start in verse 1. So make sure whatever it is that you have, you get that out. See what God's speaking to you before we even jump in. But God's word says this. Judge not. Okay. Okay. Some of you are already about to leave. All right. Judge not that you be not judged. For the judgment you pronounce will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Come on now. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your eye? You hypocrite. Okay, God's word just coming at us today. I love it. First, take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot, turn to attack you. This is God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it never comes back void. Lord, speak now to us. And Lord, let them not hear a word that I say, only what you say through me, your servant today. So, Lord, fill this place. You've already done it through our worship, but, Lord, fill this place. I don't know what people walked in with today, but you do. So, Lord, do what you got to do. Take care of it right now, Jesus. Lord, fill this room. Don't let us leave this place the same way we came in. So, Lord, whatever you got to do, even if it's me, Lord, will you do it now? You've done it before, and we're saying do it again. And so I just ask right now. That whoever needs to hear this word today, that they will hear it in Jesus' name. Amen. So if we were going with a title, because that's what we do, right? It's nice to have something fancy. So the title would be Coping with Critics. Now what's interesting about this, this is kind of like a play on words a little bit. So Coping with Critics. But what's interesting is as we think about this and we think about judging, you know, there's been like comedians in the past that kind of have these things, and I thought of this myself. And so here's a few of my uh, I won't judge you moments. Now, you're already going to know that when I say I won't judge you, really I'm just saying these are things that I struggle with in judging with people. And so it even happened yesterday as I was out and about, and so the Lord's helping me. But I won't judge you if you're already listening to Christmas music, all right? 
Now, some of you won't hear another word we say today because you're already offended, all right? I won't judge you if you use your speakerphone in public. Come on now, we might need to pray again. Um, Hey, listen, I don't know what it is. Some of y'all got like an extra speaker, you know? I'll be in a store and I'm like, "Is is this coming over the intercoms? No, it's just somebody's phone. Lord, give me patience. I really don't want to hear what grandma's fixing for Thanksgiving. I really don't. I won't judge you if you take the last cookie after you've already had four. I'm not going to judge you, but I really wanted one. I just wanted one. It happens, especially in my own house. Yeah, I said it. I know. I won't judge you. (laughs) I won't judge you in the car pickup drop-off line at your kid's school. Yeah, I've had a lot of moments with Jesus and, uh, and that. Listen, the cones are there for a reason, right? And when you go out and you mess everybody else up or you're taking forever and your kids get up. Anyhow, you get what I'm saying. All right, I need to work on it. Obviously, some of these, you guys know me really well. If you've been around here for a while, I've already preached on them, all right? But I won't judge you if you're in the fast lane going slow. I'm still working through it. Yeah, I know. Uh Oh, okay. We got, hey, some of you are awake. All right. And if you've been around here long enough, you already know this. I won't judge you if you don't return your shopping cart. Okay. I won't judge you. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, it's this easy. And you just put it in that thing. And some people, hey, this past week, I won't say names. Some people are like, now listen, the people doing that, they love it when the cart's everywhere. And I'm like, that's an excuse for you not to put the cart back. That's what that is. So you think about this, right? And what happens is, is that most of the time, what it is, is, is that we truly, we really are our biggest critic, right? We're the ones, we're our biggest critic. Now, listen, here's what we're going to do. This is like 3D message. This is like a 3D message. You're ready. You ever been to Universal's 4D? You know, you, be, you partake in it, you know? Front row, this is the splash zone right here, all right? Yeah. So what happens is we're being extra just because that's what we do here. But anyhow, I won't scare you too much. But what happens is, is this, is that literally many of us are our own critic because we're the ones critical. Now, we're going to get to it now. Just hang on. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we got, a, we got a log. We got a plank in our eye, right? And we're walking around like this. But, man, we're good at seeing everybody else's speck, aren't we? Oh, come on now, church. Come on now, church. I didn't go to Home Depot to buy this thing for nothing. That lady said, do you want to put down like a job or something or a workplace? I said, no, nah, you don't want to know the story about what this is going to be used for. I was like, you, you don't want to know the story. But we're, we're going to get back to this. But listen, we're going to be all 3D. Some of you are like, Nate, quit pointing that at me. But anyhow, you, you get where I'm going with it. And so we're going to touch base with that in a minute. But what happens is, is that for many of us, as we go through this, and I'm just going to share a few points with you, we're going to get right to it, is that for many of us is, is that we really are our biggest critic. We're the one that's got to cope with ourselves. Coping with critics, we got to cope with this critic, ourself. And so as we go through this, there's going to be a few points, and I'm just going to be honest with you all. I'm just sharing my heart because here's things that I'm dealing with and I've dealt with, and I'll be honest, it's been a tough week, I'm just going to tell you. And so now I'm going to get it out and whatever the Lord decides to do through his word and through these points that I feel like he's given me to share with you, 
You're going to take it and let the Lord use it in your own life. And so the first one is this. Don't develop the attitude that you're better than others. For whatever reason, even though the, the, the log, the plank is in our eyes, man, we can see the specs so good in other people's. Now, where this comes in at is this. Now, of course, nobody here at Pathway Church, but you get what I'm saying. But this especially comes to our spirituality. There's nothing like a person who thinks they have everything figured out, right? They, they've settled it. They, they no longer need to grow anymore spiritually. They don't have to grow in their personal character development. They've already reached the top. Now, don't be looking at nobody right now, okay? But we know that this is the world we live in, but we, we see this today. We want to be the top dog. We want to be the cream of the crop. We want to make sure that everyone knows that we're a good Christian, right? We want everyone to know that we're better than you, and especially when it comes with our walk with Christ. And we're so good, and we're so great, and we're so better, and we have an attitude that we're so better than others. We definitely don't see the plank or the log in our eye, but we can definitely see the speck in yours. And so what's interesting is, is that for many of us is that we, we have this and we don't even see it or even know it. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's, it's taken us a long time. We've sat in church for a long time to develop this. Ooh. We've showed up to every Bible study. We've showed up to every message. We've done everything we needed to do because we want to be so good. We don't need to grow, but we're there to make sure everyone else is doing what they need to do. Come on, church. And here's the deal for many of us, man, this is taking years and you got it down. You're so good. And if you do it right, here's the deal. If you do it right, you'll eventually get to the point where you don't even recognize you've reached this point. You're so good. You're so better. And so for many of us that maybe already have this, you can leave this service feeling so spiritual and prideful, ignoring everything that's been done today. The singing, the praising God's name, the praying, and the reading of God's word. But as you leave, and to know maybe you're at this status, and to know that maybe I've done everything right, the best way to know that you are at this status is when you leave and you say, I hope so-and-so listened to the message today. Woo, let's just walk out of church. Oh, man. I've never, I've never said that, though. I've never said that. Woo, I hope so-and-so was listening today because they needed to hear it. Mm. Lord, convict me now. Convict me now. But when it comes to that, many of us, we see this, and I see it today, and dealing with young people, we have these conversations and it's unfortunate. And they say, I can never reach this potential. I can never reach. I don't need you to reach towards somebody. I need you to reach towards Christ. That's what I need you to do. I don't need you to reach towards somebody. I need you to reach towards Christ. That's who I want you to take after. I want you to take after Jesus. Not about somebody that sits here and thinks they're great. That's not it. And I'm guilty, y'all. Listen, I've lived this. I'm telling you, I'm sharing my own thing right now. Man, I've been carrying a plank around, trust me, right? Like, listen, I'm not up here acting like I'm all holy and I got it all together. I just told you all my things. And some of you are like, man, I got to make sure I don't listen on the speakerphone when Nate's around, right? 
but I've told you. And this is where I want you to get the second point is this. And man, I'm just, oh man, if we could get this. But what if we did this and us as critics and maybe even coping with critics, but our biggest critic is what if we did this? What if we put his presence over your preference? Whew, man. What if we put his presence over our preference or your preference? You get what I'm saying is, is this is that we don't want you to, turn, to determine what's good and bad and right and wrong and acceptable and unacceptable, unacceptable basically on what you think. We don't want to go with what we think. We want his presence to be the one that leads us. We want the scriptures to be the one. And so no matter the issue, make sure that your personal preference doesn't carry more authority than the Bible. We got to make sure that our personal preference doesn't carry more authority than the Bible. <laughs> Man, y'all, listen, this, this is just God's word just smacking us in the face, right? I mean, it's just unreal. But here's the deal, that for many of us, we sit here, and as we're a critic even today, is that we sit here and we say, what does God really know, right? Surely he's never had to deal with the people that I deal with. He don't deal with people on Facebook. Oh, Lord, gosh. He, he, he don't deal with the people that I work with. Some of you are like, man, I'm glad Thanksgiving break's coming up. I don't have to deal with so-and-so. He don't deal with the politicians that we deal with, right? He don't deal with the screaming kids and teenagers and et cetera, et cetera. We could go down the line. What does God know? What does God know that I deal with, right? We use this excuse. What does God know? What does he know? Why? It's about me. It's about my preference. It's about what I want, right? Because everything that happens in church and what God wants to do, it should be about me, right? It should be about my preference. And man, we're not going to dig deep in this, but we could go a whole nother way. And obviously we want his presence over our, our preference and God's word should be where we, where we get all of our stuff. But obviously it's the same when it comes to music, movies, books, all these things, right? What are we feeding ourselves? And we want to know why we're critical? Come on now, church. We want to know why we're critical? And so obviously this goes back even to the first technique that we talked about is, is when we're thinking that we're better than others because when we're spiritually superior people and we feel that, the, that we're this way, what does God's word have to say to me for today? He doesn't know what I deal with. And so church today, all I'm saying is, is that what if we said, man, let's put this first. And as I'm reading this, Lord, let me get in your presence. So it's not about me and my preference. What would it look like? What would my marriage look like? What would, what would my relationship with my kids look like? What would it look like in our home? What would it look like in my workplace? What would it look like just for me in my own life and how I show up each day? What would it look like if it wasn't about, oh, I want it a certain way. I want my preference instead of being in his presence. And so what happens is, is because we don't spend no time in this or in his presence, that's where we want our preference and that's where we get critical. That's where we get critical. And that's where we start judging. That's where we want it our way. Listen, this so-and-so's this, so-and-so's that, and we're going to do this. And so I'm getting ahead of myself, but you get where I'm going. The third point is this. Don't criticize others' people's faults. 
Don't criticize other people's faults. When we're judgmental and when we feel like we're superior, we feel like we're so holy, this is what happens. We criticize other people, we judge them, and so this is it. I wish I knew who said this quote, but I loved it, and it'll be on the screen in a minute, but let me read it to you first. Faults are like the headlights of a car. Those of others seem more glaring than your own. Faults are like the headlights of a car. Those of others seem more glaring than your own. Boy, they're shining bright, but we can't see them. We want to criticize and we want to judge and we want to, we want to be all about our preference and we want to make sure it's all about us. And so when you have this and this personal preference, it's your guide for everything and it's easy to criticize with whatever doesn't measure up to you. So whatever is not exactly the way you want it, you're going to criticize it. Doesn't matter. Even today. If it's not been exactly what we wanted, if it's not been exactly how we wanted it when we even came in this, own, this, this room today, we've already criticized it. But when we think about other people and we think about this and we think about some of the things is that for many of us, we have the plank or the log in our eye, but we see maybe the speck in others and we can't see that log and that plank and we criticize others and this is a real deal. And so we're going to have a little bit of fun with it in a minute, but this is real and we're going to get serious in a minute because it's so true. But what happens is, is that for many of us, we love the point of pointing out other people's faults when they're not around to hear about it or defend themselves. And so what's really good about this church, now come on now, some of you, I may not be invited back to preach ever again, all right? But here's the deal, what's really good about this and what we love to do, oh, this is good, you all got to get this. What's really good and what we love to do in a church, all right, now nobody here, of course, but other churches, right? But what we love to do to criticize other people is we love to look spiritual and we dress up our criticism as a prayer request. Come on now. Oh, man. So we love to look like that we're so spiritually high and we're so spiritual. And so we dress up our criticism as a prayer request. Nobody here, though. Nobody here. So what's interesting is, is that we're out and maybe we're with a group or we're on the prayer chain or we're on an email group of like a bunch of people. That's another thing. I can't stand reply alls when there's like 30 plus people, just so you know, okay? But maybe we're on this and so we dress it up like this, right? So we really need to pray for Susie. Sorry if your name's Susie. This isn't about you, okay? If your name's Susie, come see me. I'll buy you a milkshake. All right, here we go. So, all right, Yes. That gives, me, that gives me an excuse to go to Chick-fil-A. Their new peppermint milkshake's out, just so you guys know. Praise, praise, praise the Lord. Sorry, I got distracted. Lord, help us, bring us back. All right, Susie. So obviously, this is how we dress it up, right? So Susie, we're going to pray for Susie. We're dressing up this, right? This is so good. Susie, she obviously needs a good-paying job. Just look at the rags she wears to church each week. But of course, that means putting those brats of hers in daycare, which would probably be good for them anyway, since they obviously don't know how to act, especially in church. Now, we've, we've, we've never said that. 
And then some of you are so spiritual, some of you are so great that you dress it up and you are so good and so you're such good friends. It's like, you know what? That's a good prayer request. I'm going to keep making sure other people know we're going to get it on the prayer chain. And some people aren't even on the prayer team. You're just telling people so you have an excuse to let other people know about it. Not here, of course, but other places. Now, here's what's interesting is this. Now, church, this is where it's going to sting. What happens is, is that we think we get to this place and we start pointing out other people's faults. We don't look at the log or the plank in our own. But what happens is, is we start judging people on things they can't control. We judge people on skin color. We judge people on their parents, how they were raised, their health, maybe their their inability to to get out of an abusive situation. These are easy targets for criticism and fault finding. And we do it every day. It happens all the time on this little thing we call a computer and social media, right? Come on now, church. What if we were different? What if we were different? And for many of us, we, we've maybe been guilty of this. This is no, 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 we're having a little bit of fun, but this is real. Maybe we've been guilty of saying, yeah, I want to dress up the criticism as a prayer request. I want to dress it up so it gives me a, an excuse to gossip about other people. Come on now, church. And so for many of us, we, we, we've, we've turned this church and the prayer concerns and, and the prayer requests, we've just turned it into a rumor mill in the church. And for us, we're saying this is that for many of us, we're at a point where we don't even care that the church is the bride of Christ. We don't even care. As long as we get our way, that's all that matters, no matter the cost. No matter the cost. And we judge people that walk in here maybe daily, and they can't control a situation that they're in. And I'm asking us is what does it look like if we were different? What if it looked like if we lived out God's word differently? What if it was the ones that we were saying we want to be the church that loves all people in our pathway? What if we were that church? And so what I'm asking you is, is this, is that for many of us, we see people with shortcomings. We see people that do have faults. We understand that and we know that and we see it. But for many of us, we are so good at trying to dress it up because what's interesting and what's great about this technique, and for many of you, you are there, you're superior, you're so good, you're so holy, is that what's great about this is as long as we can talk about other people, then that means nobody can see my faults. If I let everybody know about all the specks in everybody else's eye, nobody can see mine. And for most of us, maybe we're sitting here today and we're like, man, I'd love to get rid of it. I'm dying, but man, I can't get out. Everyone knows me to know everything about everybody. And so here's kind of the deal. And maybe that critic, as we're talking, coping with critics, is that you're really trying to cope with yourself as you are the critic is that here's the prescription for coping with critics. I want to give you just three things, and then we're going to move on to something else. And so maybe you're here today, and maybe you're needing to cope with them, but maybe you are the critic. Here's the prescription that has three main points, and maybe you're able to recognize one of these that you need to do today. And the first one is this, humility before God. Humility before God. First Peter 5, 6 says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. 
What's great about this is that we can come before him and be humble before him and we can say, I am the critic. I am the one that points out everybody's faults. I am the one that wants my preference over his presence. I am the one that thinks I'm better than others. I want to humble myself before the Lord. I want to be done. I want to be over it. And here's the deal. Here's here's a way that you know that maybe you need to do this. If you want to let people know about how humble you are, then you probably need to come and get humbled, all right? Like, man, I'm very humble. Well, okay. Uh, If you're telling me that you're humble, then I don't know how humble you are. Don't you love when people tell you how great they are? The second one is this, and we've already talked about it, but submission to the Bible as the final authority. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. What if we said, and we've already talked about it, that this is where we get everything. We're going to submit to the Bible as the final authority. And for many of us that sit here today, and maybe we're the critic, and maybe we're the ones, and maybe this is your statement. This is something a long time ago, me and some of my friends talked about, and it's been change different things. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like this, you're like, scripture might be God breathed, but that doesn't mean I like him breathing on me. Scripture might be God breathed, but that doesn't mean I like him breathing on me. What if as the biggest critics in our lives, what if we said now it's time that we allow him to start breathing on us and allow his word to just come into our lives like never before because we're sitting even here today and you've not heard a word I've said and we're going to get to it because you've critiqued the whole message. And that's all right. I even got a new shirt for this sermon so nobody would critique my shirt, my outfit. I was like, I'm going to try to not have any distractions. I'm going to try to make sure. I was thinking about getting like a mohawk for the message so you judge me. And I was like, I might be distracting, you know. But we, but we get critical. And we're this critic and we're like, I, I, I only want to take, take the parts that fit my preference. I only want to take the parts that I still can gossip and point out other people's faults. I still want to only take out the parts where I still can judge people. Because I still want to dress up that prayer request. Because I got to do it. That's who I am. But what if you said, man, don't have the attitude of like, yeah, it might be God breathed, but I don't want him breathing on me. Man, what if something changed in your life today? The third one is this, accountability to other believers. Proverbs 27, 17 says this. It's a familiar verse to many. As iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I don't need no help, then guess what? You're probably the one that needs help. The enemy, the enemy loves Lone Rangers, I say it all the time. The enemy loves that you're not telling anybody about what you're going through. The enemy loves that you're not telling anybody about having accountability and asking them, how's your marriage? How's your relationship with your kids? How's your critical spirit? How are you showing up to work? 
The enemy loves that you're not doing any of, the, any of that. The enemy loves that you're a lone ranger. He wants to get you by yourself. I say it all the time to the students. You ever see like the nature shows? Nobody ever attacks the whole herd, right? They get the one little one over here and they go like, you know, you know, some of you went to a bad place there. But anyhow, you get what I'm saying. But like, that's what happens. The enemy's like, let me get you over here by yourself. Let me get you all by yourself. And so where that accountability comes in is, is practicing spiritual disciplines, being at church, corporate worship, fellowship. That's what God wants you to be and what he wants you to have. But the enemy's saying, no, oh, if I can get you over here, don't go to church today. If you're online today, thanks for being with us. We're grateful that we can have technology, right? But don't watch online. Don't go to church today. Don't show up to that. Don't go to that. And what's great is, is that's where the critical spirit is. Don't, Pastor Nate's preaching today. Don't go, right? <laughs> don't, 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 don't go. Don't go to the Bible study. You know who's leading it tonight? Come on now. The enemy will get us anywhere. The critical spirit that's in us, whatever it is. And then he tries to just get us all by ourselves. And man, I'm telling you, the prescription to get through this is these things. And what it is, is that God's trying to say, get with people. Let people sharpen you. Let people guide you and direct you with God's word. Show up. And so when we humble ourselves before God and others, and we seek God in word and prayer, and we come to church, and whatever it is that God has for us, he can transform your life. And that's what we want today. We want your life transformed by him. And so the thing is, is this, is that for many of us, we're like, oh, I don't need that prescription. Guess what? We all need the prescription. We all need to live this. And don't fool yourself into thinking that one dose is going to do you. You'll need this prescription for the rest of your life, church. You're going to need it for the rest of your life. Don't you love that, man? Some of us are so good at this, right? The doctor's like, now take the full prescription. And you're like, one day, two days, man, I'm feeling better already. And then there's about 20 left. And then next thing you know, you're back next week. And he's, he's going to be like, did you take the whole full prescription? No. Then what do you expect? God's saying the same to us. Are you living the prescription? Are you living it out? Are you taking it? Are you doing it? Are you taking it all in? Well, no wonder you have the things in your life that you have. No wonder you got the critical spirit. No wonder you're already judging people. No wonder, da, 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 you can go down the list. We got to take the prescription, but it's not just one dose. It's for the rest of our lives. We should be saying, yes, I want the prescription. Give it to me. Whatever you need me to do, I don't want to live this way anymore. And so here's the, here's the deal is, is as we go into this, there's two things and we're going to wrap this up and here's the challenge, right? Here's the challenge. And this is where we're going to land the plane today with this is that we're sitting here and all of us, and man, I'm telling you every conversation I had this week and last week, you can ask some of, some of the staff, maybe I was like, I would be talking. I'm like, oh man, I'm preaching about judging. Like I got to watch what I say. I got to watch what I do. Cause it's hard, right? Church, it's hard. I don't stand up here and act like I got this all together and got it right. I'm trying to take the prescription. And shame on me if I did get up here and act like I said I got it all together. Because I don't. I'm trying to take the journey through life just like you. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm a crazy sports fan where I get a little crazy and I got to go back and pray to God about stuff, you know. <laughs> but we're doing this together. That's where the accountability comes in. Oh, all right. The challenge is, is this. The first one, ask God to examine your heart today. 
Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says this. Search me, O God. Be careful now. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me, lead me in the way of everlasting. Would you please lead me? So if you're asking today in the challenge and you're sitting here and you're saying, I want to be better, I want to do this, ask him to search you. And if he's searching you, guess what? It's probably going to hurt a little. It's probably going to hurt a little, but I'm telling you, ask him, is there any grievous way in me? I want you to lead me today. I want you to lead me today. And the second one is this, and, and, and this is interesting because where we're at in the season, even last week, Pastor Brian mentioned it, and I thought it was good, but we, we're about to all probably see family, whether we want to see them or not this week, right? Whether we want to go we just go to make grandma happy. We go to make mama happy and we show up and put a smile on our face and then we get in the car and we judge everybody as we leave. <laughs> and nobody here has done that, of course. But this is, and we're having some fun and, and, and it's all this, but this is the real deal here. Here's the challenge. Search me, oh God, and know me. But the second part is this. Where and what is the restore relationships damaged by your judging? Restore relationships damaged by your judging. And so if you really want him to search you, and you really want him to know if there's any grievous way in you, then there may even be today where you need to walk across the room and grab somebody's hand and ask for an apology. There may be somebody in this room that you need to go to. It may be somebody in your family this week that you need to go to. You've been holding it on way too long by what somebody did or said to you a long time ago. And it's caused you to have a critical spirit. It's caused you to judge others. It's caused you to make sure you get your way and it's your preference over his presence. And I don't know what relationship needs to be restored today. Obviously, maybe it's this relationship first. And I've always said, if this relationship is good, then more than likely these relationships are good. And so maybe today you need to restore this today before you restore anything here. I don't know what you need to say to your wife today. I don't know what you need to say to your husband today. I don't know what you need to say to your kids today, but what relationship needs to be restored where the enemy doesn't win any longer? And you say, God, I'm giving it to you. I know I'm going to have to swallow my pride. I know I'm going to have to do and not be critical. I'm going to go and I'm going to ask for an apology and I want to be done. I want to be free today. I want to be free. More than likely, the most of the people that you go to, they're not even going to know you had anything against them. But there probably will be some. 
But man, what would it look like if we restored relationships today? So as we wrap up, there's a couple questions that are going to be on the screen as next step questions. Do you need to ask God to examine your heart today? Do you need to put his presence over your preference today? And what relationship needs to be restored today? Church, this is how we're going to wrap up kind of the way we started. As crazy as it is that I'm carrying this thing around, right? This is how many of us are walking around. And how great would it be if we could lay this down today? Say, I don't want to be judgmental anymore. I don't want to be a critical spirit. I don't want to be critical anymore. Some of you today thought, man, I'm not going to hear nothing. It's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. Pastor Randy's off on the keys. Pastor Nate's crazy. Whatever it is, you get what I'm saying? You've just been taking notes all day about everything that's critical, right? Because you can't see it. All you see is everybody else's spec. And so you got your list, like, man, I got 80 emails to write later today to the church and to everybody. So-and-so sit next to me. They know that so-and-so seat. I can't believe they took that seat. Man, the coffee wasn't good this morning. I can't believe they just gave me regular water. I thought there'd be some special stuff in the water in the cafe or something. So you're like, Nate, where are you getting that stuff? Because some of us, we got emails on some of those things anyhow, so... Oh, get me. Okay, get back on track. Pastor Brian's back next week, just so you guys know. And you may not see me. That's all right. Lord be with me. It's good to have fun. But man, what if, what, what if we laid it down today? I know, I'll just be honest, my arm hurts just trying to hold this thing up here. I know I need to, I know I need to get to the gym, but I'm just saying like, this is, a, man, it'd be a lot easier if I could lay it down. And so I'm going to put this right here. Hopefully Randy doesn't trip over it. And it's just a symbol. Like if any of us here need to lay it down today, that we would come and we would, we would pray up here at these altars or whatever it may be, and maybe it's in your own seat, but that we would lay it down and be free today, church. We would lay it down and be free, and how great would it be to go into the holidays, to the new year, and be free of it today. To be free, no more. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want for us as a church, but that's what I want for the next generation to see that there's a church that's saying, we don't want to be critical anymore. We don't want to act like we're all high spiritually and everything. We just want to follow Jesus and we want his word to be the final thing. We want his presence over our preference today. That's what I want us to see. So today, as we sing this song, it's a powerful song. It's called Refiner. And it's just saying, whatever you got to do in me, do it. Search me. Help me, guide me, direct me today. I want to be free. Drop it today. Now, listen, here's the deal. You got to get out of your head. If you come to the altar and you're like, man, what's the first thing you're going to think of? Who is it that's judging me and being critical of me going down there? Get that out of your head now. Get that out of there. If you're worried about what somebody's going to say to you, guess what? You don't need to worry anymore about that. Trust me, God's going to take care of them just fine. All right. All right. 
So this is it. This is your moment. Don't leave this place the same way you came in. Leave change because of him, not because of anything any of us have done up here, only because of him and what he can do. Lay it down. So let's stand and let's just praise. And if you need to come and pray, come and do it, whatever it is. Walk across the room and maybe go and apologize to somebody if you need to. Don't miss out on the opportunity. So Lord, bless us right now in Jesus' name. Amen.